where we won't let the industry tell us what to do, and your success will come in many forms and fashions. This is Real Estate Your Way. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Real Estate Your Way. We are so excited that you have joined us today. I, you know, I realize I say that literally every time, Mark. I, I, like, I think I say the exact same thing, but I am excited that you're here. We've got Stephen Acri with us today. I think you're going to have a really good time hearing from him and learning from him. I know that we ha- already have. We actually are starting 25 minutes later than we normally do because we just had fun talking to him. So uh, we're excited to bring him and share him with you guys uh, this week and, and so you can learn from him as well. But before we jump in, Mark, man, I know you just had to run and get your Nespresso fancy coffee. Uh, so you must be a little bit tired, man. How you doing? I'm not tired. Uh, it's kind of like if you run your car at the red line all day, it runs out of gas faster. And so I just needed to refill the tank, man. It's just been one of those days. I've been rolling it at red line since I woke up. I don't even know what the red line is. What is that? <clears throat> That's, to, you know what? I'm, I'm not surprised. Um, <laughs> I, I sell houses, so I don't have to learn about cars. So I'm kind of a car d- geek, even though I'm not a mechanically inclined at all. I am a little bit of a car geek. So, but red line is when like your engine's revving really high. So like, you oh, know, when you okay. hear it, like working really hard, that's what it means. Yeah. Yeah. So you were smarter. You that's drive, my interesting fact also, for you today. Yeah, right. Well, you also drive like the oldest Subaru that I've ever seen, and we need to upgrade that thing. But I need a raise, bro. Okay, man. <laughs> you need a raise. That's true. But my my so, old Subaru could walk your new Hyundai any day. <laughs> maybe. Well, so wait. So that was your fun fact. Is yeah, that, I just taught you what a red line is. That's all I'm bringing okay, to the table. Right, today. Well, here's what my is your fun, fun fact. fact? My fun fact is the bumblebee bat is the world's smallest mammal. The bumblebee bat. It is literally just over an inch in length and less than one ounce in weight. And it is literally the smallest mammal on the planet. As its name suggests, it has a pig-like snout for a nose and its eyes are barely visible, just like you, Mark. Where do you, <laughs> where do you find this stuff, man? Like, I don't know, dude. I do, just do you Google it. the world's most I, uninteresting facts? <laughs> You guys are killing me right now. <laughs> Dude, no, I, I Googled crazy but true facts. Uh. Is that not interesting? I think it's interesting because if if anybody wants to know what Mark looks like, just Google the bumblebee bat and it's just like that. Oh, I've man. got to look now. I'm so curious what I look like. You are curious what you look like. Oh, man. Well, so there you go. That's Mark the Bumblebee Bat. So, guys, we are so excited that you have joined us today. Let me introduce Stephen to you and then have him tell his story. And, and we're going to dive in. We're excited to have him with us. So, Stephen Acre brings new perspective to the real estate industry. He's got a passion for marketing and a desire to speak truth. He works tirelessly to fuse the best and most powerful real estate marketing and sales strategies with integrity and sincerity. It is Stephen's strong belief that progress without discipline is impossible. Neither are magic and both come from an unrelenting desire to be the best. Because of this, Stephen works diligently to practice integrity by following through with the quality work he promises. Actions speak way louder than words, and Stephen's actions speak to nothing less than dedication to the people that God has placed in his life to serve. And he really does want the most out of life when he's not working, which I'm sure he is doing a lot. He's spending time developing his passion for working out, playing and creating music, and growing both new and old friendships. If there's one thing that Stephen could leave you with, it's that he cares about you, and because of this, he makes an intentional effort to serve you in the most effective and beneficial ways possible. All I'd say is I'd hire that person as an agent. So that's a great bio, man. Steven, 
Welcome. Whew, that was good. No, <laughs> What's going That's on? it, right? The whole secret to your success is literally just have a good bio, right? Isn't that what you're here to tell us? Yeah, man. <laughs> and a good That's picture, pretty much yeah. it. You can't see me. I'm a good looking guy, even though I shaved my head recently. (laughs) But as we mentioned, your beard looks great today and way better than your headshot. So uh, we're glad that you're here, man. Thanks for joining. So, brother, I just just introduced you and read your bio. But, man, tell us your story. Like, how did you get to where you are today having a team and running a successful business? Tell us the story. Yeah, dude. So I appreciate you having me on, by the way. Absolutely. This is super sick. But anyways, I actually, I worked at Liberty. I was going to become a police officer and I ended up having too many points on my record um, and from speeding, of course, Great it wasn't for anything else. Don't worry. Awesome. <laughs> so a friend approached me after the chief of police called me and he's like, Hey dude, I'm sorry. You know, I thought because I passed the physical and the mental exam, he's like, you know, I thought, you know, you're going to get the position. You have too many points. Friend approaches me. It's like, Hey, you should work at Liberty. I got a job for you. So I was going to do that for like a year ended up getting stuck there for like three years. And someone that worked with me was actually like, dude, I'm so sick of this place. We don't get any raises. They don't care about us. You know what I mean? And blah, 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 complaining. And I was like, dude, it's because you're expendable. They could hire someone tomorrow to do what you do. And I, I said that to him. And as soon as I said that, I was like, Wait, I'm expendable. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, I ended up, it was weird. My brother works in real estate, helping real estate agents build repeat and referral business, which is what you guys are all about, you know, sphere. Um, And he's like, dude, you should just try real estate. And so it was very weird. It was stupid. I just immediately basically gave my two weeks notice Got my license. I burned the bridges. I ended up convincing um, the broker here at Keller Williams slash owner that uh, I was going to work for her making cold calls. This is also weird because I had zero experience in this. It was just strange. So anyway, she was going to give me a job, $15 an hour. And I ended up going onto Zillow and I saw a bunch of four sub owners. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call through these. So I called through all the force of owners on Zillow and ended up getting four appointments my first day. And that's when I was just like, I got to, you know, I got to do this. You know what I mean? I don't want to work for for anyone kind of thing. So I ended up telling her that I wasn't going to do that anymore. Went to the appointments, didn't get any of them. (laughs) So then I was like, I'm screwed. I've already, you know, quit that job. Anyways, the first six months, my bank account went down to like 250 bucks. Because I did not understand the business. I did not understand that it's built off of repeat and referral, that it's built off of the relationships that you're building, and you need to consistently do that. Um, but uh, ended up clicking for me that uh, I needed to start adding people to my database and keep following up with them. And then first year after that, ended up getting 38 transactions, I think it was. Awesome. Um, so just ended up clicking. Next year, I hired on a contract close specialist. I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts. Um, uh, Pat Hyman's a big one, and then Joshua Smith. And so a couple of those just led me to hiring on um, a contract close specialist, wanting to start a team. Ended up doing that, did 78 my next year, and then I think it was 100 the next year, um, 200, and then this year we'll do 365 is what we're doing one a day right now. So That's cool. 
Again, Mark, yeah. I feel like I say this all the time to Mark. But I'm like, why am I hosting? <laughs> I've done nothing. I've truly done nothing. But I'm sitting Don't here. Even, I heard I'm sitting here in sweatpants, so I feel like I've made it somewhere. <laughs> Who knows? No, man. So okay, so awesome, a crazy, awesome story too. And I love that. So I came out of the higher education world as well. Actually, I was there for four years and came into the real estate world. Like, I have no clue. Why am I here? I'm going to be terrible at this. And I was for like six months. Um, <laughs> but so you get, you get four appointments though on your first day, which is awesome. You just show yourself that if you hustle, it's going to work, but then you don't get any of them. And I, and I actually yeah. love that. Like, I love that. It's not just about being willing to hustle. You got to have a skill set too, but, but walk me back. So what year is yeah. this that you get started in the real estate industry? So it was 2000, September of 2016 um, when I got 2016. started. Okay. So yeah. you start yeah. in September 2016. You are working for the owner to do cold calls initially. Then you realize like, hey, I can do this. I'm going to go out on my own. You go out yeah. on your own and you just start running and figuring it out on your own, right? For that first year and you hit 38. Is that what you said? Yep. Wow. That's awesome. So then at what point do you start saying, okay, now I want to grow this. Have you always had, you know, I, again, coming from the higher education world, like you just kind of go in and you do your job and you do it the best of your ability. And you know, that is what it yeah. is, but I didn't have a growth mindset. Like I didn't, like you made mention, I didn't have anywhere I could go really. And so how, like, where did this growth mindset come from that all of a sudden you're saying, wow, I should just build a team. And you know, a few years you later, know. you're going to hit 360 deals. Yeah. I, now I do come from a decently entrepreneurial, you know, family. You know, I got a dad, he's a pastor and he's always under the, I was actually a pretty shy kid, um, little self-confidence, you know, homeschooled and all that good stuff. I know a lot of people experience that, but anyways, he was always the person who was like, always you do it. You know what I mean? And, you know, complain kind of thing. And so I think that helped me go into this, especially since I didn't do well in school. And I really, you can tell, like, my dad's so nice, but I disappointed him for sure. <laughs> I failed a couple classes and got these. And, you know, he'd always sit in front of me like, so what happened? And I'd just be like, I failed. <laughs> you know, and it's like so serious. But anyway, so I didn't want to fail again. So I, when I jumped in, it was literally under the mindset. I think that's super important for people to understand. It's like, one, you're never, you're never going to fail completely unless you quit. And that's kind of what it was for me. It was like, I think I was doing a lot of the right things, or I know I was doing a lot of the right things during the first six months. I don't like the fact that I jumped in without any education, you know what I mean, or any mentorship. But I do like the fact that um, I just kept grinding. And, and really, that's what it's about. It's like, if you can take the mentorship, which I would advise jumping on a team personally, um, we have some new agents that are, you know, first month, they're doing four transactions, you know, kind of thing. So, um, you know, I would advise jumping on under someone that's going to help you out um, and make sure you're doing the right activities. But then it's just about showing up every day um, and consistency. Hmm. So anyways, how that's much, what it was for yeah, me. No. So how much of your success was just that willingness to grind it out versus your willingness just to keep learning? I mean, you're learning while okay. you're grinding it out and failing, right? But how much is just hard right. work versus how much is the ability to learn? Yeah, well, I think a lot of it, most of it, honestly, is hard work. Anyone can be successful in this business, which is hilarious to me. Like, you don't, you really don't have to be that smart. You just have to show up and even look at it. Like, if you're the person listening to this, where it's like your second year and you're still struggling and you're like, why can't I get over this hump? 
If you just show up for people consistently, this is why people say social media works, right? And you're looking at it. Most people look at social media like, I've never gotten a lead from social media. And I post, you know, kind of thing. Well, it's just not consistent enough. You know what I mean? Once you get to the point where it's five years down the road, like you wouldn't believe the amount of friends that made fun of me for my videos. Hey, Stephen Acree here with the Acree Brothers Realty Team. And I'm at, a, I'm at 123 Main Street for my open house. And you know, I get comment of it too. You, you sound different on the phone, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and then five years down the road, they're coming through me going, you know, dude, you're doing so well, you know what I mean? And, and, uh, and going into it. So it really, most of it is consistency, just consistently showing up. Now, the learning aspect is like, no one wants to consistently do the wrong thing. I mean, that would suck, you know what I mean? You're still going to get some transactions and stuff, but you're never going to be a mega agent. So if you're constantly looking to learn, and you're constantly showing up, then you're going to be successful. And one more thing too with that, like I really think the consistency, I think most agents, the biggest thing they could ever take away, and I told this to Keith the other day, is just pick a time to show up at the office and show up at the office every day and treat it like a job. Like not one agent that's not on our team here at Keller Williams, I don't see one agent doing that. You know what I mean? And it shows. It's like the only successful agents are the ones that literally just pick a time to come to the office and show up. Man, that's amazing. I also love that you whispered as if they can't hear it. Because <laughs> if they listen to it, they'll still hear it. But anyway, I'm that, was still, that was still amazing. <laughs> no, that's awesome. No, but it's so true. I mean, I, I remember hearing a statistic before COVID that only 10% of real estate agents ever went to the office every day and thinking, okay, well, now during COVID season, you know, whether you go to an office or your office at home, whatever it is, but so many people, yeah, we show up, we have our team meetings 8 a.m. on Monday. There's no one there for like two and a half hours. There's never like, one yeah, anybody in that everybody? office. There's no it one is, ever in that office. It's a yeah. ghost town. It's a joke, and that's why the real estate industry in a lot of ways is crashing because you literally have too many people that it's the entry, you know what I mean? It's so easy getting your real estate license and then being in the business. A lot of times right now in this market is pretty easy, you know, but there's just little value proposition, you know, from, from these agents and it makes all of us look bad. So we just, we just, good, good. Sorry. No, I was going to say, so somebody recently, I just onboarded a new member for our training company today and she was telling me she's been in since 2006 and her biggest ask was she just wanted consistency. You know, most of her business is referrals. And so anyways, I talked to her about it. What's your database look like? X, Y, and Z. Well, how often are you reaching out to them? Well, I mean, like sometimes I'll text them or call them. Okay. Is it consistent? I'll know. It's just kind of whenever I think about it and I'm sitting there thinking, well, you want consistency, but you're not being consistent. I I don't understand how like that equation should make sense. If you're inconsistent, then your business is inconsistent. I mean, it's just that simple, right? So to your point, even if if you're so a new agent that's listening or an agent that's been around for two years, as you mentioned, that is feeling that inconsistency right now, how do you coach them? Coach them right now. What would you coach them to do? How do they get started? How do they start working on that? I think one of my biggest failures, it's still my biggest failure because I'm a visionary and I just, I love ideas. You know what I mean? When an idea comes to my head, I want to implement it and make it happen. But you do that at a cost a lot of times because you're trying to do way too much and there's too many minute details in a lead source where you can fail that it's like you're going to fail on every single one of them. 
You know what I mean? So really, if I could say one thing, it would be to coach these agents. It's like you're setting up habits and you can't set up habits by throwing out a bunch of different things and trying to do all of them. Pick three lead sources that you're going to work. Sphere is going to be one of them, obviously. And then I would say open house is your second, you know, quickest lead. I would go there all day long. And then for us, you know, it's it's Zillow and uh, Facebook. Now, you don't have to do that as a newer agent. You know, just pick your lead source that you're going to work and become an expert at it. Because when I listen to my um, agents making calls, I just realize my failure because I'm throwing them out there into the lion's den and they're thinking half these leads are bad when in reality, their script is terrible. In reality, their tonality is terrible. You know what I mean? In reality, they don't know how to close. And so it's like there's too many minute details where you can fail. So pick a lead source, three lead sources, and go into them and say, I'm going to commit to that for six months and then do it. And that that's the consistency part. But we all fail because it just becomes overwhelming. You know what I mean? Because you got so many lead sources, you got, you're failing to list the house properly. You're failing to take the buyer out quick enough to see a house. They're yelling at you, you know, you're stressed. And then all of a sudden everything goes to F, you know, um, and you're screwed. Yeah. As an outsider, I, you know, we talk about the low barrier to entry and anybody can see to succeed in this business, but I've been a part of a lot of different businesses in coming new to real yeah. estate. Like it's, it's like the worst of the world wins. Like there are so yeah. many, um, you know, when you're a pro, you know, when you're a business, you're a brick and mortar or you're a sales team, like things are broken up, but like agents who try to do this on their own, like you have to have some screws loose to try to do yeah. the paperwork and the showing and the marketing and everything else. So it's, yeah. uh, we just lost him. So we might as well pause. He just lost. Okay. So if you look at the bottom, the recording just stopped ticking. So he got cut off. And so he always does this when I start talking. I think it's, I think it's a coincidence. <laughs> That's hilarious, bro. You had some golden nuggets I was going to go into too. <laughs> I don't even Come on, where Garrett. I was now. Oh my gosh. So, so, so while we're waiting for him to get back on, other than, uh, so what are you doing? You say, you say you work out and stuff, but I mean, you're an outdoor country. So do you like, do you, yeah. do you hike and mountain bike or kayak or any of those yeah. things? Yeah. My brother's actually more of that side of things. Like he loves going out kayaking and fishing, um, and stuff and hunting. Um, I've never been hunting. I rarely go fishing. You know, I go on hikes. I do like going outdoors, but I'm just, I don't know. I Gym love rat. business. So uh, yeah, and see, yeah, I'm Jim Rat. <laughs> I was I just finished the seventy five hard. Uh, Ooh, bro, nothing, dude, nothing's got me in better shape than that. It was crazy. And this, I'm telling you, just like at the the first week, I was like, I'm, you know, I was going to, I was like, I'm going to run five miles every day because you have to do an outside workout, and then I'm going to work out inside. I did that for a week, and then I'm like limping, and so I started walking. <laughs> My second workout was like a walk, and got me in shape though. As an outsider, I see that this is this is something that goes both ways where sales in most organizations is not this complex and no business like small business owners that like have no employees. That's the only like imagine trying to run a store, do the accounting, do the stocking, do the billing, you know, be the salesperson like that's what real estate is. And the fact that people try to do this alone is crazy to me. And you have to have some screws loose to even attempt it. Yeah. And it's that, but it's like, if you want to be a single agent, I think, um, you know, you keep bringing up things in my mind that are just like, you have to do this if you want to be successful. Number one, it's like, 
How do you have confidence when you're just jumping in the business, but confidence is like one of the most important things when it comes to closing people, right? And so the first thing is not being thrown around by your sellers and buyers because they've never done it before. And when you listen to them, you know, you're screwed because you're going to screw up your schedule. And then when your schedule's done, it's so hectic, you don't even know what to do. So if, if you could take away one thing too, is like just time block time block and say no to your sellers and say no to your buyers during your time block times. If that happens, you will be successful because like literally, I can't tell you many times, it's just like you get so run down that all of a sudden you just like, I can't respond to people. You know what I mean? I can't do this anymore. And then everything's going to be overwhelming. But time locking is probably one of the most important things just to being successful in this industry. Man, that's so good too. I I have a story. So when I was, I don't know, this two, three years ago, whatever. And I just was really tired one day. And so I time blocked two hours at the pool by myself. And I just went there and I read a book and I get back to my car and I have my work phone and I turn it back on. And I've got a bunch of messages from the seller who I just met the the day before, who was trying to decide between me and another agent. And he's just yelling at me. If I'm going to hire you, I want you to be available, blah, blah, blah. And I said, hey, I respect that. So, But I just want you to know if that's what you're looking for, then I'm not the right agent because I yeah. am very careful about using my time wisely. So if you want an agent who's going to answer every time you call, then by all means, I'm not going to be disappointed. Go to this other person. Like, please do. Yeah. And the other guy was giving him a, a commission discount. But if you want yeah, someone yeah. who's going to really focus and use their time the way that they want to and think they should then that's what yeah. I do. And of course, the next day he called me back and said, Garrett, let's do it. You know, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. people respect yeah. that. I think people respect that because like you said, Stephen, all day, every day, other people are trying to bring you in to their day to help them achieve their goals. And then you forget to ever achieve your own. And so time blocking is so important to that and getting it done. So what does that look like? I want to, I want to, I think that's a hugely important point, but I also want to go back to something you've said a couple of times, agents that aren't good at closing people. Can you explain what do you mean by closing people? Because some agents would hear yeah. that say, well, I'm not, I don't want them to do what they don't want to do. I'm not going to force them to do X, Y, and Z. So give us yeah, an example. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Oh man, it's just, you know, I talked about assuming the close. Well, assuming the close is knowing your value. You know what I mean? And most agents don't have a value proposition. And it's so hilarious to me. Like most agents, and it's understandable, like if you just jump into the business, like you're probably not going to believe that you're worth 3%. But guess what? That's why you're losing is because you don't know why you're worth 3%. You know what I mean? And so if you know your value proposition, you know what you're actually offering, it's easy to close people. Like most of those four sub owners that are out there, it's one script to close. Hey, if I could net you, what you want in your pocket gets you to where you want to be. Would you be interested in a conversation? And it's a yes all day long. And then you just go and you go, Hey, look, I I even told the seller the other day, Hey, I can't actually make you more money. You actually listed correctly. I love this, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to make more money than you can make yourself. And you know what I mean? And you're not going to have to do any work. And so then we sign paperwork. So just understanding that you are valuable. You know what I mean? No, no seller out there wants to do the work. They don't know how to answer the phone calls. You know, they don't know that it's a necessity to answer the phone call, you know, kind of thing. Um, and so if you just understand your value proposition, you'll understand the confidence in closing and why that's so important. Hmm. So an agent that is struggling with that, how, again, I'm going to ask you to coach. You've got a team, you're coaching people yeah. all, all day, right? But coach them struggling with my confidence, yeah. help. 
Yeah. I mean, well, for the most part, it's just experience, just jumping on the phone. So I sit down beside them and, I, you know, most people do the if, ands and buts, you know what I mean? Like, or, or, you know, I might be able to do this for you. We were doing a beta test earlier with a Facebook person. She was like, um, you know, and I might be able to call expireds and, and people off the market and find you a property before it hits the market. And the truth is, it's like, no one's going to respond well to that. And so if it, you know, what you're doing is you're changing the mindset. Hey, if there's a property out there for you, I'm going to be the one to find it. I'll do it. Are you committed to an agent yet? No one wants to be committed to an agent, right? So they say no. And you go, great. I'd love to take you out. Hey, what exactly are you looking for? You know what I mean? And then you start going down. But it's, it's literally the confidence of saying, I will do this. I will be the best agent for you. You know what I mean? It's, it's, that's the difference. Somebody we interviewed talked about like, <clears throat> if you're good at what you do, you're not selling people, you're serving them. Yeah. And, and that's the confidence. And that, you know, people don't want to be closed to your point, Gary. Like, I don't want to close people or, or here's the deal. You, you have to be able to present to them how you're going to make it better for them. And it isn't about selling them. You're literally saying you're protecting those people by providing them a service that you know. 87% of agents don't even make it past their third or fourth year. Um, there are yeah. a lot of people who don't know what they're doing. And I've done the, the work. Here's the thing. If you're not confident because you really don't know what you're doing, go, go learn what you're doing. Like, build yeah, that and confidence. One, one thing Gary Keller says that I tell my agents is like, being a professional doesn't mean that you know that you have the answer. And I love that. It doesn't mean you have the answer. Not one professional, not one attorney, doctor out there has the answer to everything it means you're going to get the answer. You know what I mean? So you can always speak from confidence of, I will do this. You know what I mean? I will be the best agent for you because you're going to be the one to go out and get the answer. And that comes back to work ethic and showing up and being consistent. Yeah, that's good. I think too, Mm -hmm. so in seven years of doing this too, you made this point earlier too, Stephen, that I meant to jump on. But yeah, the best thing for us and our clients is that we are in the lead. And most agents are afraid to take the lead. And so the client yeah. ends up doing it. And that's bad for everyone because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Right? I, like you said, I wouldn't go to the doctor and say, no, 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 no. Let me tell you what this is going to look like. Right? That just yeah. doesn't happen. And yet yeah. agents yeah. do that all the time. Yeah. So yeah. when we talk about closing too, so in my experience, you this is obviously very uh, general, but most people are either too eager or not eager enough. And so I either need to help by serving them, as you talked about, Mark, I need to serve them by helping them actually come to a decision or I need to help them by saying, okay, let's slow down here for a minute and let's, let's talk about what you said you were interested in. And so, yeah, we're closing them because we're, we're helping them make a decision. But how many people in this world can't make a decision, right? So, I mean, yeah. that's a huge part of it, Stephen. And then I'll share one quick story too, which Thankfully, my wife doesn't listen because I don't want to bring this up again. I get in trouble again. But so the reality is, so you talked about this, Stephen, and I loved it and just remind me of this, but being confident, not saying, well, I might do this and I might do that. Like people don't connect with language that is not uh, certain. Like if you speak with uncertainty or if you speak with the reality that this is not actually going to come to pass, people don't feel good about that. So quick story. One of my good friends, Zach Fauver, Zach Fauver in Richmond. So if you know him, please give him a hard time. So 
Rachel, my wife, before we were engaged, uh, I was like very certain, okay, I think I'm going to marry this girl. Like I, I really think that I love her, but I'm not sure. And so Zach said, well, dude, take her out on a nice date. This is on Valentine's Day. Take her on a nice date and say, you know what? I think that I'm falling in love with you, right? And I was like, dude, what a good plan. She's going to be so excited. <laughs> and so I worked this in at dinner time and we're having a nice dinner. And I say, you know, I, got, I really got to tell you, uh, I I think that I love you. And she was like, what? Are you serious? You only think that you love me? We've been together. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, hold I on, wish hold I, on. This was, you were supposed to I be wish I had theme music to play right now. Like I needed to build that up. That was just too good. I needed good theme music. It's getting darker. It's getting ready to go bad. It's darker. But I told her that and she was like, no, like this, no, I'm not happy. And she almost broke up with me. And uh, which I thought like she was going to be so excited. And then it ended up, she almost broke up with me and, Praise the Lord that she did it. But but to that point, I mean, that's a serious example, but it's the same thing. If you say, well, this is not conclusive, but it's possible, they're not excited about that, right? And so we're 100% right. Literally every day, I'm like, think about if your doctor said that. Think if they were not confident and they came and approached you and told you to have a surgery. I think you should do this surgery, you know what I mean? Or an attorney advising you of a divorce situation or something. I don't know. It's like, you'll never ever work with those people. And it's just so funny that we think that someone's going to work with us and pay us 3% off of, I think I might be able to do this. There's a whole <laughs> like, commercial series around this. Remember it's like when, when, when just okay, isn't good enough or something like that. Are you I don't remember who it is, but it's hilarious yeah, yeah. because it's like, Hey, Hey, is this doctor good at what he, yeah. He's okay. <laughs> it's like he's getting ready to cut me open and he's just okay. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's, good, that's a great working series. But that's the value too, as you talked about, Stephen, being around a team or being on a team or being or ha- at least yeah. having mentors. Because I started on yeah. a team and I remember when people would say, well, how many homes have you sold? And the answer was zero. But I'd say, well, we sold 70 last year. Like, oh, okay, yeah. you actually know what you're doing. Well, I don't, but they do. And, and exactly what you said, Stephen, and I love one of your points too is, and I tell people all the time, I tell my own team this, one of the greatest things you can say to a client is, you know what, I'm not sure, but I'm going to find out for you. Because it gives you a reason to call them back, number one, and then you actually go and you figure it out as quickly as possible. You call them back and say, here's the answer. I got it for you. Right? There's great value in the willingness to find it. I always thought people would care that I said that, even if I said it seven times in a row. If you say it with confidence, you'll never hear any complaint, ever. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's true. That's a great, great question. Let me get the answer for you. Mm. You know, that's in confidence. You could say it 10 times in a row and they wouldn't care. That's you good. go out there and, and you, get the- you mentioned earlier, yeah, they're not looking for the person that has all the answers, but the person that can find the answer. That's, yeah. the, I mean, that alone, just as a snapshot, as if you're an agent out there, don't pretend that you know everything that you need to know because none of us do. Be willing to go yeah. find it out and your clients are going to be really grateful for that. So, Man, Stephen, yeah. we could talk forever, and we did before we started recording. But so we, we had a good time. <laughs> but man, you say well, you say that so, every time too. By the way, what do I? Say? <laughs> I want to keep this going. That? You say that to everyone, Garrett. Dude, oh, I'm going to whisper. I'm whispering like Stephen whispered, so he can't hear me. That's not true at all, Stephen. What are you talking about, Mark? It's just, but it is. We have awesome guests, but the, but it is. It's always hard to wrap these up because you, there's so up. many more questions to ask. Yeah, well, Stephen, so I do want to ask this, man. Like, because you, honestly, you've had so much wisdom, and I and I loved it. Honestly, I really think we should have you back because there's a lot more we could dig into. And one of the things I appreciate about you is you actually have a team still. You're running, and you are 
you know, knee deep in what they're struggling with right now. And that's where our audience really lives. So, but, but let me ask you this, if you can sum it up, what's the best piece of advice that you have ever been given that you want to share with our, our audience? You know, it's actually the advice that I, that I gave. I think I gave it earlier, but maybe I gave it in the podcast already. But pick a time that you're going to show up to the office and show up. You know what I mean? And, and all that comes down to is like if you set goals and you want them, all you have to do is set a plan of action for those goals to meet them and then consistently go into that plan of action. And that comes down to it's the easiest thing in the world. And I promise you it will change your life if you literally just make a habit of showing up to the office no matter what. What happens is you've got people that come in at 11, come in at 12, leave at 3, and then you got the professionals that come in, you know, I'm here 7, 7.30. You know, you got those professionals that are doing that and leaving at 6, you know what I mean, 7 o'clock at night, grinding it out, and they're going to beat you all day long. And so it's like if you can just, you know, show up to the office – you're going to learn, you know, by showing up and experiencing it. That's the, that's literally the best piece of advice I can give. And it's okay. that simple. People think it's so stupid, but it, it is what makes people successful. It is. It's I love 75 it. hard. Compounding. It's like compounding interest. When I show up two days, you know, during that 75 hard, I'll show you guys a picture of what happened to me. <laughs> um, no, but when you show up two days, right, for 75 days in a row, there's a difference there than if you were just to do five days a week, right? You just, everything just compounds on, on itself kind of thing. Oh, we got another that just joined the podcast. <laughs> um, but anyways, that's the best piece of advice. Oh, that's good, man. Now I need you to whisper it so nobody else can hear it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Too. <laughs> well, you're right, man. So, <laughs> well, so tell us, man. So if our audience wants to learn more about you and from you, and then certainly if they have referrals, like tell us where you are and how they can connect with you. Um, so first off, you can give me a call, 434-607-2976. Feel free to call me anytime, shoot me a text, whatever you want to do. Um, Everyone you can follow bombard us on- him, please, just yeah, yeah, on please. one day, pick <laughs> <take> it. <laughs> and if you want to join our team, let me know. We're going to be expanding to Raleigh, Nashville, Charlottesville, you know, you name it. We're going to be going all over the, the states here. But um, you can follow us on Facebook, Acre Brothers Realty Team, or uh, Instagram. And I think the handle is Acre Bros, Acre Brothers, something like that. Um, but you'll find us there on Instagram and see what we're doing. That's awesome. And it, you know, one more thing for you it's never as pretty as it looks. I think it's hilarious just watching, like, whenever I pick the brain of the big teams that are out there, it makes me laugh because. They're all experiencing what you're experiencing and the pains that you're going through, the growing pains and all that good stuff. And when people are on a podcast or on a panel, it looks so special, like they have everything together. And that's why I say success is built in the showing up, because in reality, it's not as pretty as you think. It's going to be hard showing up to the office, but you just got to do it. Success is built in the showing up. I love that. Yeah, I mean, why do you think Mark and I do a podcast so people just think we know what we're doing? I mean, obviously, we don't. We don't. Well, I mean, to all of our members, we do know what we're doing. But to everybody else, we have no clue. But man, Stephen, thanks for coming on, brother. And, and genuinely, to anybody listening that is in those areas, or maybe you're in a different area, but you're like, man, I wonder if Stephen and his team would come out to us. Look them up. 
check them out, reach out to them because they, there is something special about being on a team, having the accountability, having people that are invested in your success. You're going to learn more, you're going to earn more. And that's just true. So there's a huge value in being connected to someone like Stephen who really understands not only how to be successful, but wants you to be successful and is tied to that. So man, we are grateful that you were with us today. Thank you for sharing with us and our agents. So agents out there, if you're burnout from the work you've been doing, discouraged by the results you've been receiving, or just want more time in your life for the ones you love, keep showing up so we can inspire you to find and pursue your way. Until next time. Hey everyone, this is Garrett Maroon jumping on again to say thank you for listening to the show. I hope you loved this week's episode. And if you did, we need your help. Please subscribe, rate, and most importantly, send this to a friend that you think may be encouraged by it. And if you want to learn more about us, visit www.businessbyreferral.co and we would love to connect with you there. Thanks again for your support and we will see you next week.